Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Hey, it's Mariner's Pod. How are you? Thanks for being here. Hope you've had a good week so far. Gary Hill with you. As We're going to talk some Mariner's baseball today. We're going to talk about the Tigers series that is completed, and that was a wild ride. Just trying to wrap my mind around the last three games we saw. I mean, some ultimate highs that we'll touch on, but some pretty severe lows as well. We'll touch on those as well. So really fascinating three-game series with the Tigers. Detroit takes two of three, and so we'll talk about that coming up. Also, three against Cleveland on the way to end this pretty grueling road trip. Started with four against the Angels. That was a split. And now losing two of three to Detroit, now three against Cleveland. Back home after that, Minnesota, Tampa, and Colorado. So a nice long homestand after the Mariners get home. But we'll talk about that later. We'll touch on Cleveland, though, coming up, get a preview of that. So let's take this step-by-step, game one of the series against Detroit. And this one, Marco was on the mound, which is great. He wasn't sharp early, got into the game Got into rhythm after that as Detroit had three in the first, one in the second. But as it turns out, that would be enough. Uh, Mariners tried to get to the Detroit bullpen late. They pushed across two in the eighth, but Tigers win five to three. Good news, big picture. Marco, 71 pitches in that one as he continues to make his way back. Fully healthy, his second start. So his third start, imagine crawling closer to 100 pitches, which would be pretty great. So that's good news from there. But... Uh, Matthew Boyd, the local product, uh, gives up no earned runs in six innings. He pitched really well in game one. So game two of the series was wild. I mean, a wild ball game. First thing we have to touch on, Dylan Thomas making his major league debut and just one of those great stories. A guy who was drafted out of high school and just banged away in the minors for a decade, including a time in independent leagues a couple of years ago when he thought, I mean, this could all be it, and somehow, some way, finds his way to the major leagues. He sticks with it, battles, and he made an impact in his first career start, including a catch early in the ballgame. The pitch swung on and a fly ball into right field. Thomas back deep into right center field. At the wall, leaps up, and he makes the catch. 
Holy smokes, Dylan Thomas, his major league debut, timing that leap up against the wall in right center out by the scoreboard. Look at the reaction by Thomas. Bob and his head running in. He makes an outstanding catch to save a run. Here in the bottom of the second, Dylan Thomas, welcome to the big leagues. An outstanding play to retire the side. So Tigers had a 3-0 lead going to the six. Mariners didn't have much offense going until Kyle Seager. Seager trying to do some damage here. 3-2 pitch. And it's a fastball swung on and driven high in deep right field. There it goes. We get a tie ball game. Three-run homer, Kyle Seager. So that's where we go. It's it's late in the ball game. It's the ninth inning. Detroit's batting in a tied game. And it looked like they had this one won until Jake Fraley come up, came up with one of the great catches we've seen. The stretch and the pitch swung on and a fly ball deep to left field. Fraley going back to the one he track, leaps up, and he makes the catch at the top of the wall. Holy smokes, the relay to first, and they're going to double up Haas at first base on a tremendous catch by Jake Fraley, top of the wall in left field. Haas was taken off way down the line at second. The throw in was cut off by Crawford. His relay to first, and it's in time to double up Haas. Holy smokes, what a double play, and we are going to the 10th tied at 3-3. Three to three. Amazing play, robbing the home run, way up over the wall to rob the home run and bring it back, and, and they get the double play. If that ball is out, that game is over. Instead, it goes to extra innings, and each team scores one in the 10th, but in the 11th, same guys, Fraley and Thomas, coming through big. Here's the pitch on the way, swinging a fly ball into center field, falling fast. It's going to drop in, trapped out there by Badu. Here comes Hanniger on to score from third, and the Mariners have the lead 5-4. to four. Jake Fraley with an RBI single into straightaway center field to drive in Hanniger. France will get down to second base. What a night for Jake Fraley with the glove and now with the bat. Honestly, I can't imagine a better night within two innings. Rob's a home run. That took away a walk-off, and then he has the go-ahead run in the 11th inning, drives in the go-ahead run. That's pretty great. Uh, the only guy that could match it, though, Dylan Thomas. How about this for a Major League debut? And the 1-1 to Thomas. Swing and a line drive into center field for a base hit. First of the big leagues for Thomas. Fraley will score. Trammell running third, heading home, being waved in by Manny. He scores. Welcome to the big leagues again, Dylan Thomas. His first hit in the major leagues drives in two, and the Mariners now lead the Tigers 7-4. to four. And what a night for Dylan Thomas, his first game in the big leagues. Final would be 9-6 to six in 11 innings, a wild one. Here's what Dylan Thomas had to say after the ball game and what was a thrill. It's a moment you think about your, your entire life, you know, getting to the big leagues and getting your first knock out of the way. And, and then you feel like you're just playing ball from there. But uh, I, I told myself, you know, going up that at bat, I was like, you know, it's a good time to get one. You know, runners in scoring position, like, just stay through the middle. And, you know, I, I just tried to focus on the situation instead of, you know, um, you know, instead of just thinking about, you know, that first knock, I, I felt like it was a point in the game where, you know, that was more important than, than anything else. So, 
You seemed really fired up after that catch too. How much adrenaline did you have going after that one? Oh, that was fun. Uh, you know, just making making a big play, especially at, I think it saved the run. It was a guy, I think it was a guy at third. So, you know, making that play for, for flex, it was, you know, once again, it's something you you dream about, you know, when you, you, you're a little kid, you go out there and you practice plays like that, you know, growing up, jumping against the fence and stuff like that. So, you know, to be able to do it on this stage is is surreal. You guys, uh, you uh, tonight was always going to be memorable because tonight was the first night, right? But you squeezed a whole lot of baseball and some quirky moments with the catch. You struck out a few times. You atoned for that later. Uh, head spinning a little bit at this point, or is it finally starting to slow down? Uh, honestly, the the game felt normal the entire the entire time I was out there. I think it was more so the pregame. You know, when I heard the anthem and, you know, it's kind of just going through my, my normal stretch routine. And I kind of like looked up at the scoreboard and, you know, realized where I was. And it was, you know, it's his dream come true. So and it's just after that, though, it's just playing baseball and, you know, trying to win the game. Dylan, you guys had not just your catch, but a ton of really good defense tonight. Before Jake makes that snag, off the bat, what are you thinking in right field? I saw it go up, and I wasn't sure how how much it was going to carry. I knew it was hit well. And so I was just trying to, you know, sprint to, to back up second if there was going to be a play there. But, you know, Jake going up and making that play, that, that was huge. You know, I, that's Jake in a nutshell. Like, you know, Jake crashing into the wall, laying out for balls. That's that's him. And, you know, that was that was a huge play for us. So. It was, it was exciting to, to, you know, be a part of the outfield tonight, the way that, you know, we played and, you know, saved some runs and took some hits away. That's always fun. From your vantage point, I know, like, the adrenaline of the game's going on, but from your vantage point, did you see the Tigers' bullpen, like, beginning to celebrate, thinking that it was a walk-off behind him? No, I didn't, but that makes it even better. I'm glad he did it right in front of their face if that was the case. Just, you know, taking hits away, saving runs, that's – that's what you think about. Those are the plays that you you think about when you're out in the outfield. You're like, all right, you know, this guy hits one over my head. I'm going to go back and make a play on it. So, you know, that was, like I said, it was an awesome play by Jake. Dylan, you said you have family there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Alan. You, you said you have family there in, in Detroit with you watching. What, what's yes, uh, what's it like to be able to, to, be able to have them there and, and celebrate with them on, on this on this big day for you? Once again, it was just, you know, surreal. You think about, you try and put yourself in that moment and, you know, think about it so that when it actually does happen, it doesn't, you know, speed up on you or catch you off guard. But, you know, once I saw them after the game, I couldn't help but break down and get emotional, you know. It took, it was a family effort to get here. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be sitting where I am right now without, you know, both my mom, my dad. My sister, you know, just everybody in my family, they've been the ones that, you know, keep me going all these years. And I'm so grateful, you know, to have had that support system. Dylan, I was going to ask about your family, but uh, Adam undercutted me there. So I will ask you, did you get the uh, rookie shower post game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brutal? It was it was tough, but I, I enjoyed every moment of it. I'll I'll do it over and over again if it you know means the outcome of tonight. It's something I'll remember forever. 
Jake Fraley, too, which is a marvelous ball game. But yeah, so the catch, I mean, and I was fortunate enough to be able to time it, you know, at the right time. So, I mean, that was huge, obviously. So, I mean, making that play is all about timing and just getting back as quick as possible. So when you say you were playing no doubles, were you playing deeper than you usually do? Yeah, yep. Yep, we're playing deeper. Um, just, you know, I mean, for a play like that, um, exactly like that, um, to be able to, you know, give ourselves a much better chance with the ball that's kind of ripped over our heads or in the gaps to be able to track down or to be able to cut off a lot quicker. Jake, have you ever made a catch like that? I mean, like, I know the stakes of it were really high, but it was just impressive enough as it is. Yeah, I mean, based on the situation of the play, I've never made a, a catch like that. Um, I mean, a game-saving catch like that where it could have been a walk-off and game over, I, I've never had an opportunity like that. Could you hear the Tigers' bullpen behind you celebrate? I, probably not since it was so no. loud in the ballpark. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, and you're so in the moment. It's just like being in the box. Like, when you're in the box, you just – you don't hear anything. Um so no, I, I did not. I just I, I've been told from Skip and actually Keller was just telling me on the way down here that uh, um, their reaction during the video. So hey Jake, you seem to have uh, traded your uh, taken all those walks for uh, for hits in the last week or so, which is probably never a bad thing. But uh, how do you sort of feel about? Uh, Scott said that you look like a different guy right now. How are the quality of your at-bats sort of rate for you at this point? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mess around with Lake and, and JD. I tell them we're walking a hit and you're cooking with Crisco. So, um, you know, I might try to stay to that as much as possible. But, I mean, it's just trying to have good at-bats uh, and, and trying to stream them together, exactly what you just said. Um, and, you know, when you're playing, you know, <clears throat> when you're healthy and you're able to, you know, go out there and have the opportunities and have the at-bats, you know, it's the same thing that we've been preaching, you know, controlling the zone and just stringing together those good at-bats because, I mean, that's how night to night at-bat to at-bat, you know, you, you put things uh, in the best possible situation for yourself to have success. Um, and so for me, it's, you know, I, I'm staying true to that. Um, I'm staying within those, you know, bounds of what I want to do when I get in the box. Um, uh, even if I go up there and I have, you know, six or seven straight walks with no hits, um, I'm staying true to my plan. Um, and, you know, I've just been fortunate enough to be able to, you know, get some more balls in the zone that I'm pulling the trigger on and, and being able to get those hits now. Jake, how rewarding is it not to just be back healthy, but to be contributing after the injury that you went through and obviously a very tough 2020? Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's everything. Uh, I mean, you when you go through tough times in this game, man, you just, you learn real quick that you just got to put your head down and keep going forward. Um, and that's exactly what I've done. Um, so, I mean, the injuries you can't really do much about. Um, that's part of the game. It's part of sports. Uh, we all know it. And, you know, when you put that stress in your body every single night, it's, you know, it's bound to happen. It's a human body. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, from the injury side, like I said, I can't control it. So I don't harp on that. I don't, you know, let that affect me. Um, and then from the standpoint of like I was just talking about, you know, just staying true to my plan. I'm just coming out there, out there every single night, just trying to have as much fun as I can. Um, and if that's one hit, one walk, or one play on defense that I help the team win, then I'm doing my job. How great was it to see uh, Dylan get his first big league knock tonight, and also have the big contribution with the catch in right field? Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Dylan's a He's an unbelievable man, dude. Um, you know, I was obviously able to be around him when we signed him, so all spring training. And then 
again when I was on my rehab assignment in Tacoma. And he's a he's a heck of a ball player, man. Um, and you guys saw that tonight, you know, on defense. Plus, I mean, that at bat was, in my opinion, it was one of the biggest at bats of the night because that just blew the doors wide open for us. Um, and off a tough pitcher, um, I mean, that was, and you know, he was obviously had a couple of tough at bats, you know, in the earlier in the game leading up to that one. So. I mean, you literally couldn't have had a bigger, you know, first big league hit than what he had right now. So that set the table for the, uh, for the third game of the series. The Mariners had a chance to take the series. And, you know, coming in, it's a good matchup. You had Sheffield on the mound going for the Mariners. For the Tigers, it was a bullpen day, which was great news because really what you want to do with the Tigers is get into the bullpen. Their pen has struggled, third-worst bullpen ERA in baseball this year. So matchup on paper looked good. You felt good about a series win. It did not go the Mariners' way. It was not Sheffield's night as he goes four, allows six hits, five runs, just three earned. He got hurt by a costly error as well, but two home runs along the way on 87 pitches. Bullpen, two ends up coughing up three runs along the way. But really, offense just couldn't get much going outside of Mitch Hanniger. He swatted a couple of home runs, now a 16 on the season. Outside of that, not much doing for the Mariners. Three runs, six hits, three errors for the M's. Pretty ugly line score against a bullpen day for the Tigers. So an opportunity lost in Game 3 of the series as the Tigers take the game 8-3. They take the series two games to one. Here was Scott Service after the game. I wish there was a good way to spin that game. I don't think there is. Uh, we play a bad game. Uh, we, we, we didn't pitch well today. Uh, we played great defense. Uh, you know, Hanny had a good day offensively, obviously, with a couple home runs. But, uh, you know, um, just got nothing going. And it, it starts on the mound. Shep was uh, was not on his game today. He, he was off, uh, just trying some different things to try to get it going a little bit. And, uh, you know, we didn't help out defensively at all. So, certainly disappointing coming off uh, – Kind of a high last night, but a really uh, exciting game. Uh, we did a lot of good things late in that game, but certainly didn't carry over to today. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, we did not play well against the Detroit Tigers this year. Uh, they had our number. So, take any questions. Scott, you kind of just touched on it, but you know, how much do those two errors in the fourth inning of the leadoff kind of change the trajectory of his outing as well? Oh, no question. He struggled early, uh, the first couple of innings to get any command going with his fastball, but. Uh, you know, it gets a couple of ground balls and Chef usually lives on the ground. You know, we got to make plays behind him and, and you know, certainly didn't. And they hoping to turn a double play ball there, keep his pitch count in check. And, you know, you feel good about, you know, getting him five or six innings today, but uh, you know, it wasn't the case. It also just seemed like just a, a lot of really hard contact against him. Was, was that a reflection of the Tigers making some pretty super aggressive swings and playing his stuff and their approach maybe? Uh, I think it was more of a, uh, you know, they do. They're an aggressive uh, club, and then they've got some power uh, in their lineup. But uh, I think Chef just really didn't have much on the fastball, and certainly didn't have much command of it today. So you know, the changeup, you know, you got to locate when you don't have your fastball. Certainly, your fastball command with your other pitches, and he just didn't have it today. So uh, you know, we've seen Chef really good here. Uh, you know, last year I thought he had a heck of a run. All ten starts were very good, very competitive. Uh, this year has been a little bit up and down. Uh, I know he was frustrated. He was frustrated today. Uh, he expects more of himself, and he just didn't have it today. Scott, he had nine first pitch strikes. Yeah, it's kind of a tough way to live, isn't it? I'm sorry, Ryan. Can you say it again? 
I think he had nine first pitch strikes to 22 batters. That's kind of a tough way to live, isn't it? No, you got you got to get ahead of the count, and you know, not just pitch behind all day. But I think we walked five guys, we made three errors, obviously behind you. Uh, but you got to get ahead, and you know, uh, our pitching, we're very competitive. We're we're really good when we dominate the 0-0-1-1 counts, and uh, we just we haven't done it. Uh, we didn't do it today. It hurt us. God, I imagine you're just ready to get to Cleveland at this point after not see, and not see the Tigers for a while. Yeah, I wish I had an answer for it. Um, you know, you, you look on, on paper, they, they do have some veteran players. Uh, obviously, you look at Grossman and Scoop and obviously Miggy in the middle of their lineup, and they've got some younger guys that, that have stepped up. But, uh, you know, we just played a bad game today. Uh, we didn't play well against them all year. Really didn't. So now the Mariners look to regroup, and they'll do it against Cleveland. Remember, before the Mariners got swept in Seattle by Detroit, they had played Cleveland the series before, and they took three out of four against Cleveland. So the Mariners will try and replicate that magic. Of course, that will be easier said than done. Cleveland's been having a nice season so far on the backs of their pitching as they sit in second place in the AL West, 32-27 and 27 overall, four and a half games back of the White Sox entering play coming up tonight. It's interesting. Every team in the Central has a negative run differential except for the White Sox. White Sox are plus 89, and then you have Cleveland minus 12, Kansas City minus 18, Detroit minus 54, and the Twins. This is the surprise of it all, minus 40 so far as the Twins Myron in last place in the Central at 25-37. and 37. We'll get to them as the Mariners play them in the very near future when they return home. For Cleveland, though, they've done it on the backs of their pitching, and unfortunately for the Mariners, they have a tough matchup, especially in the finale of the three-game series. Well, they'll face Shane Bieber, one of the best there is going in baseball. Of course, Mariners beat him already once. They'll try and turn that trick again coming up in Game 3 of the series. Coming up tonight in Game 1, Justin Dunn will take the start. 4-10 first pitch. Aaron Savali will go in Game 1 of the series. It's good to see Dunn back after a short IL stint. Also good to be back, Yusei Kikuchi took that liner off his leg last time. He's been dynamite for the Mariners, so hopefully he's 100% and he's progressing that way. The news has been good throughout the week, so... He's going to take the start, 110 first pitch on Saturday. Officially, TBD, it looks like it's going to be Tristan McKenzie who got the start in Seattle. Mariners beat him. Uh, game three of the series, an early start, 10-10 first pitch. Logan Gilbert against Shane Bieber. How about that for a matchup? Bieber, of course, one of the best pitchers in baseball. So that will not be easy, but Gilbert has pitched well his last couple times out. He'll try and build a, on that. And then the Mariners return home, and that's what we'll talk about next week. Speaking of Logan Gilbert, Shannon had a chance to catch up with the Mariners rookie. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It was great. Um, it was great just to have him at a game, but they picked the right game to go to. They were at the debut, of course, and then came out to L.A. last start. And just, to, I don't know, to walk out there after the game and see my family, see my dad. Um, it was really special and just nice to have him there to share that moment. Logan, what's the progression been like? for you from game one to game four? What have you kind of picked up along the way, things that you perhaps didn't know going in? I think a lot of it's just uh, being comfortable out there and the mental side of it more than anything. Um, it, was, it was kind of interesting when I get out there 
whether it's the, the debut or whatever, the, the pitching and all that, once the game actually starts, feels pretty normal. It's just everything else, getting accustomed to the major league lifestyle, so to speak, and everything that goes into it. Um, and really not trying to change too much what I do. I, I'm pretty confident in what I'm able to do. And uh, really more than anything, it's just going out there and executing it regardless of playing in the minor leagues last year versus the major leagues this year. It's really try to treat it like it's not too much different. What's different about the major league life? Uh, it's just, everything's just on the radar. Uh, a lot more people invested in watching and uh, involved in the process, all that kind of stuff. So um, as far as the baseball side of things, I try to keep it as normal as possible. And then everything else seems to kind of fade away when I just focus on baseball. I noticed in spring training, you have an incredible routine. You are always working. We saw you over in the weight area quite a bit doing it look like the arm exercises and they look very different. We also see you go out incredibly early before your starts. I think you might even be earlier than Kikuchi, which is something right there. Uh, where does this routine come from and how important is it to you? Uh, yeah, I guess it's something I've always had, uh, especially being a starting pitcher. I've always uh, fell back on my preparation because I think that's the best way to gain confidence and uh, feel comfortable is having a routine that's really solid. And uh, it just helps me prepare and feel comfortable for my starts, um, whether it's the days in between, knowing exactly what I'm going to do every day, or um, like you said, the day of the start, um, just trying to keep everything as, as normal as possible. And that way I feel the best going into the game. What's an at-bat that you have taken a lot from or the most from in your first four starts? Man, there, there's been a lot already. Um, I feel like every game there's something or at least a few ways that I'm really tested and challenged. And I keep telling people, you find out a lot about yourself in these games because you're, there's times when your back's against the wall and you just have to make a good pitch. Uh, I think the last game against Otani was a big at bat. Way the guys on, fell behind 3-0. Um, the outing really could have changed in a negative way if things, you know, got off the rails there. So I was able to come back, uh, get a big strikeout, and kind of take that momentum and, and carry it out through five innings. In that at-bat, what do you want to do? Are you going with your catcher in that, or was there some kind of back and forth and what needed to be done there? It's tough. I usually follow Murph or the catcher, whoever has a pretty good idea of what to do. Uh, in that situation, your options are kind of limited because you're. You've, I fell behind 3-0, so just trying to get back in the count. And then once you get to two strikes – um all bets are off you just have to go with whatever feels right and try to make a pitch and challenge them try to make them swing and hope for the best so that was an interesting outing for you because the curveball I think probably wasn't what you wanted to be but the slider was just on point and we saw more of the change up how did that kind of did that game plan change as you went into it due to what you were seeing or were you kind of sticking with what you wanted to do in that game a little bit. I think it always changes a little bit um, just as you go throughout the outing and get a feel for your pitches. From the beginning, it, it wasn't too far off from what we discussed before the game. I wanted to mix in the change up a little more and see what it would do. Um, I always want to go to the slider as much as I can when I get ahead in counts. And uh, like you said, the curveball, if it's not feeling great, then I have other options and just have to find a way to continue to mix it up, try to keep them off balance and uh, show them different pitches. What did it mean to you to get to throw 104 pitches and get through that inning? That was awesome. I'm so glad they let me do that. Um, I, I have, haven't got 100 pitches since college, probably. So it's been a long time, but it was something that I used to do quite a bit in college. So I'm, I feel like I'm used to it mentally and physically. 
Um, but I'm just happy they let me get through five. Even my pitch count was really high for five innings, but uh, I'm just really glad that they let me do that and let me try to see it through to the end. Are you a guy that like actually takes notes or anything like that after starts? Yeah, I have a journal I write in day to day, just whatever I have for the day, throwing, and then of course after starts, yeah. How much do you look back at that? I really don't look back at it much, honestly. It's kind of weird. I write in it like all my thoughts for the day, whatever it might be for throwing or tips or feels, whatever it may be. And then once I write it down, uh, I don't really look back at it. I, I think writing it down just kind of helps it stay in my mind. Being back with Pete Woodworth, uh, what's it like to be working with him again? It's great. It's nice to have him up here. Um, just a familiar face from AA, and he does such a good job with all the pitchers up here. Everybody really loves him. So it's nice to have um, that kind of basis that we knew each other going into it. He knows me as a pitcher. I know him as a coach. So that helps just another thing to feel more comfortable up here. Are you able to take things from the others around you up here at this level? And, and kind of, is there anything that's kind of jumped out at you that is a little bit different? Yeah, I'm trying to as much as possible. I'm trying to ask a lot of questions and there's really good pitchers up here, but there's a fine line, I think, between knowing who you are as a pitcher and sticking to that, but also trying mm -hmm. to grow and take things from other people. So that's something that right now I'm honestly trying to find the balance of what's the right way to do that. But I've been asking a bunch of questions, watching Don a ton, talking to Kikuchi, learning from him and Marco, of course. So that's been great. Last question. Uh, I think somebody that we will see at some point that you've had a lot of experience with, Cal Raleigh is on a tear right now, 18-game hitting streak. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, he is. It's great to see that. Um, I was I was there for the first week of the season, and you could tell he was just getting going, finding his timing or whatever it may be. And then, I don't know, once I left, he just started going off, um, getting back to normal. So it's cool to see that. But, um, yeah, he's a great guy, great player, obviously. I'd love to be able to throw to him at some point, hopefully this year, at some point he gets the call and it'll be great to have him up here. Clearly he misses you and that's why he's on this streak. He wants to get up here. He won't, <laughs> say it. he won't ever admit it, but I think that's why he's hitting so well. He wants to get back up here. Well, if we talk to him, we'll try and get to the bottom of it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Logan, thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.